This is an FOU Studios podcast. The Chris Hahn Show. America and welcome. This is the Chris Hahn Show. I'm your host, Chris Hahn. The truth is on the air and truthfully tonight, America, I am live and I am taking your calls at 631-451-1039. If you want to be part of the national conversation, pick up the phone and give me a call. 631-451-1039. A little later on in the show, I've got Joe Tex joining me to talk about uh, what happened in Canada yesterday because he was there. So that'll be fun. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, and uh, lots of other things to talk about. Taking your calls. I'm doing a little Twitter live right now. So uh, if you're near your Twitter machine, I'm at Christopher Hahn on the Twitter uh, you can follow me there and uh, let me know what you think of the Chris Hahn show. But look, there's only one place for me to start tonight. And I touched on this briefly last week. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit more this week. Jabbar Khashoggi was killed uh, by the Saudi Arabians in their embassy about 12 days ago. And it is imperative that we all understand how important it is that the United States reacts appropriately to what happened there. Mr. Khashoggi uh, was a permanent resident of this country, and he was an employee of the Washington Post where he wrote a column that was often critical of the Saudi government. And the crown prince of Saudi Arabia ordered two dozen thugs to fly into Turkey and trap this guy in the embassy, where we believe now based on credible evidence that he was tortured, killed, and dismembered. And there's even talk that he may have been dismembered while he was still alive. The United States cannot, should not, must not tolerate this. And I hear, you know, I've been on TV. I was on, I don't know if you guys saw me on uh, Pirro on Saturday night. Got into a big thing with Janine Pirro and my good friend Dan Bongino. And Dan Bongino took the position that, well, they're a very important ally to us in the Middle East. And, and, and I agree, they are a very important ally to us in the Middle East. But there are like 40 different princes that can take over that country right now. I don't know why this crown prince is so uh, indispensable to the United States of America. This man who portrays himself as a reformer, letting women drive and doing other things that are somewhat reform-minded, and, and I, I applaud that, clearly has a thin skin when it comes to criticism. Khashoggi left Saudi Arabia. He was a loyal member of the, of the court, didn't like what he saw going on there, wanted to see more freedoms restored quicker in that country, because let me tell you, it is not a free country, America. So he left. He lives in Virginia. He met a woman he went to the Saudi embassy in Turkey where he was lured to somehow and he never came out. And the President of the United States and the Secretary of State appear to be working with the Saudis to come up with their cover story on how this went bad. I don't think there's any way that anybody could say that this man was not killed in that embassy. The Turks clearly 
have bugged that embassy because they have great details about what may or may not happen there. But there is no doubt that this happened and that the United States of America is out there somehow working with the Saudis, with the crown prince to try to resolve this in a way that keeps him on the throne is despicable to me. It is deplorable if I could use a word like that. If we don't stand for our values, if we don't stand up for our values, if we don't enforce our values, our values are worthless. We have to engage people who claim to be our friends, like the Saudis, when they are violating our values, and we have a right in this country to disagree with our elected officials, say what you want about them. I haven't seen anybody get shot by the president because they criticize him, ever. And that is a value we hold dear in this country. It's a First Amendment to our Constitution of the United States of America, the right to a free press, the right to assemble and peacefully demonstrate, the right to vote, the right to speak. And for the Saudis to take a man who had left their country, lure him into an embassy, and then chop him up, that to me, America, is despicable. It's despicable. It is something we should despise. It is something that we should be very much afraid of. And I don't know if they felt emboldened to do this because of, the, of their close relationship with President Trump and Jared Kushner. I don't know what their reasoning for such a brazen disregard for international law and really a brazen attack on a permanent U.S. citizen. Actually, not a citizen, but he's a permanent resident. Not that that should matter. It's brazen. Are they emboldened by Trump? That's the question we need to be asking. Why is the president floating ideas like maybe it was a rogue agent? It wasn't a rogue agent. Nothing happens roguely in Saudi Arabia. It is not a place where that is tolerated. There is a crown prince who controlled that embassy with an iron fist. He knew what was happening there. He, probably, he, he, he was probably very much involved with every detail of that plot. And we need to hold him accountable. We need to hold him accountable. We need to hold him accountable right now. This is not something we should tolerate. We should cancel our arms deal. The president keeps saying it's a $115 billion order. It's a $14 billion order. It's not a $115 billion order. It is not easily replaced by them. They're not going to just be able to go to Russia. They're not going to be able to just go to China. In fact, we should go to the United Nations and we should hold them accountable there. We should have sanctions against them that, uh, that disallow them from buying any arms from any country for a period of time. Or we should make them change their crown prince and install somebody else. In fact, he wasn't even originally in line. His cousin was in line. And now he's in line. I want to know what you think, America. I'm going to call, take your calls at 631-451-1039. 631-451-1039 is my number. If you want to be part of the national conversation, pick up the phone and give me a call. 631-451-1039 is the number. 631-451-1039. I got Joe Tex joining me a little bit later on. I'll be on Tucker tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. I will be on uh, Piro, my regular slot, Saturday night, 930. 
Uh, I'll be on Ingram sometime next week. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451 if you want to be part of the national conversation. Don't forget, if you're on Twitter and you're watching me there too, give me a call, 631-451-1039. And don't forget... My new improved podcast will uh, will be uh, streaming live uh, tomorrow. Not streaming live. You can download it on iTunes. The Christopher Hahn, the Chris Hahn Show on iTunes. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. Let me go to Tim in Farmingville. Tim, you're on the air. How you doing? I am doing well, Chris. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for your call. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? Well, I think that uh, you know the whole United States has been sticking their head in the sand regarding the Saudis for a long time. You know. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. believe it's been going on for a very long time, and I think the, this president needs to stand up and, uh, you know, uh, hold them accountable. For I agree. You know, and it's just a I agree. I agree. Thing. Tim, lower your radio so we can talk. My radio is off. I'm sorry. That's okay. So, uh, look, here's uh, the thing, I'm Tim. Driving. I have been saying this before, and I'll say it again. I'll say it again. The Saudis were responsible in part for 9-11. They gave aid and comfort to the terrorists that attacked us on 9-11. And here they go again. We've got this guy pretending to be a reformer, and he's not a reformer. Yeah, you know, they all live over there in a uh, tribal state, though. You know what I mean? The yeah. whole Middle East has never been dragged into the 21st century. Well, it's time uh, we drag them there. Yeah, I wonder if you think it would uh, behoove... Uh, the Clinton Foundation to get back that $250 million they got. Hey, I think they should. I think they should. And frankly, I don't think it was $250 million. Thanks for your call. I mean, look, I have had it with these guys. I've had it with the Saudis. And and frankly, you know, they they try to pretend that they're reformers. They try to pretend that they're going to do the right thing, do the good thing, and they don't. And sorry, it's not just Trump that's been bad on this. Tim wanted to, uh, you know, stick it to me in the end by a Clinton thing. Who cares about the Clintons, Tim? Okay. 631-451-1039 is the number. 631-451-1039. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, Clinton was wrong. W was definitely wrong. Uh, Obama should have done more with the Saudis. And now Trump, you know, Trump, who could be tough on Christine Blasey Ford, but cannot be uh, tough on the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. You know, he's tough on people who are weak and individual, but he's really, really weak on, on people like this who really need a tough hand. Weak on Putin, weak on Kim Jong-un, and weak on the crown prince. And here we are, you know, 19 days before the midterm elections, America, 19 days. And you got to be asking yourself the question, why is President Trump so enamored with this guy? working out the details to try to help him with the cover story in their phone calls, floating the cover story. Maybe he was a rogue agent. Why is Jared so close? Why does the crown prince say to his friends that he's got Jared in his pocket? See, these are the things, America, that Congress should be getting to the bottom of. And if we had a Congress that wasn't a bunch of sheep to Donald Trump, that bah at his every word, they would be investigating this right now. There would be a hearing right now. What did Pompeo say to the crown prince when he was there? We would know the answer because Congress would solicit that answer. Congress would subpoena the secretary of state to come speak to them about what's going on there. We would hear from the intelligence communities about what happened because from what we understand, the Turkish intelligence had that compound bugged. And they know what happened there. And they have been slowly leaking out information about this. This is a travesty. 
It's an absolute disgrace that our president is not standing up for American values around the world. It is a disgrace to me, America, that the president of the United States would not go after this full force. What is going on? Call for an immediate investigation. Cancel our arms sales. Today, Secretary Mnuchin said, hey, I'm not going to go there for this, uh, they call Davos in the desert. But it took them a week. I mean, every corporate sponsor pulled out almost immediately. Anyway, let's go back to the cone. 631-451-1039 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Let me go to Michael in Medford. Michael, you're on the air. Well, Chris, I did not put two and two together, but I watch you religiously on Tucker and Hannity. Nice. And I watch you battle it out with them, and I just it just hit me who you are. <laughs> so now I'm like, and I'm, I am I am a conservative, and I always disagree with what you have to say, and I know you you battle them. So I just want to say, with subpoena, you know, doing a subpoena with Trump and everything, and you know as well as I do, uh, Rosenstein is not going under his subpoena. I think even if we subpoenaed anybody. Congress, the Senate, half these people don't even show up. They you're, don't even answer. You're right. You're right. But you know what? The you know people, what there are, we will get documents. We will get some questions answered if there is a Democratic Congress. Or look, even if the Republican Congress grew a pair right now and started doing their jobs. You know, uh, look, the, the Constitution is very clear and the Federalist paper spells it out. Ambition needs to counteract ambition, Mike. And when that happens, we, we, we get a better government. And right now we're not seeing that happening. And that's the problem in America. We've got, we've got a government that doesn't want to put the checks and balances on each other. I, I know. Well, I just, well, I'll tell you what. I just want to say, <laughs> I cannot believe it's you. Well, I always see you I, at home. It's a talking with your books in the background. I'm like, oh my God. It's Chris, I, I'm the I same guy, for. Mike. That's and right. I lived in Medford for a little while. So thank you for your call. I appreciate it. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. Let me go to Gloria in New York City. Gloria, what's on your mind? Oh, uh, yes. Um, I, I just don't think that um, that man that passed away over there, and it's very sad, of course, how, how they did it. You know, Kashobi, anyway. yeah. Horrible. Yeah, it is. Um, but he he wasn't a, a, a United States citizen anyway. And, he was a permanent you know, resident, and he was a member of the press. He worked for the Washington Post. Well, yeah, okay, just because he worked for one newspaper doesn't mean all that much to Well, me. how are we going to protect our values if we're, if we're going to allow, if we're gonna allow uh, you know, uh, kings to chop up journalists that don't agree with them? Who are we? But they've been doing that over there for Yeah, well, they, they chopped up a guy who was here who was under our protection, and we should be protecting him, and we should be crazed about this. How we should not we let it go him? when they do it there. We should put sanctions on them. We should bar them oh, from buying okay. weapons. We should we should, you, oh, we should get think, rid of this king. Yeah. Do you think we should throw bombs on them now? No, I don't. I don't think we should bomb okay. them. I'm not for war here, but I am for isolating yeah, I, I think, them. I am for punishing them. Well, there he says, uh, the president says they're going to see what they have to say and, and probably put sanctions something. I yeah, don't know. well, I'm, I'm anxious, to see, what, I'm anxious to see what this president does, and he's got 19 days to do All it, right. or America's going to go nuts here. 631-451-1039 is the number. 631-451-1039. Look, America, 
I hate this little like, oh, let's dissect it. Was he an American? He was a permanent of, resident of the United States of America. Okay? He came here legally, and he was a permanent resident of Virginia. And he worked for the Washington Post, a United States of America newspaper. Yeah, he was under our protection, but that shouldn't even matter. A country luring a reporter in to their embassy and then chopping him up? America, freedom of the, of the press. What about right to trial? This is a nonsense thing we've got going on here, America. This is not something that we should tolerate as Americans. What happened to Jamal Khashoggi is a travesty. It is not representative of our values as Americans. It is representative of what tyrants do. And I'm sorry, the Saudi crown prince has been passing himself off as a reformer with puff pieces in American newspapers. I watched his interview on 60 Minutes last spring. Seemed like a great guy. Wanting to slowly reform Saudi Arabia and bring them into the 21st century. Letting women do things so crazy things as drive a car by themselves. <laughs> They're not allowed to pump gas, though. Their husband has to go pump the gas or their father. That's the crazy reforms this guy's coming up with. And, you know, Great. It's baby steps, right? But killing reporters is not a good thing. And it is not something that Americans should tolerate. It is not something that this president should tolerate. And if he does, if in the next 19 days he doesn't do anything about it, America, you get a vote. You get to tell him what you think about it. You get to vote for people who might hold him accountable. And I suggest you do. I suggest you do. Because even if you like this guy, you probably don't fully trust him. Because I know I don't. And by the way, I don't hate him. I clearly don't trust him, though. So whether you like him or not, trust him or not, there's a chance to put a check on this president. And you should. Let me go back to the phones. 631-451-1039. Quickly, Joe in Amityville. I'm up against a break. Joe. Yeah, Chris, I just wanted to call and say I uh, disagree with what you're saying. You know, uh, America's not uh, the world's police. And uh, just because a, uh, a reporter died that, has nothing to do with America. Uh, he's a permanent uh, resident should, of America, Joe. Permanent yeah, no, resident. No, I, listen, listen. You yeah, know, I get, I get, I get it. But uh, worked for an American let's, company. Let's upset the apple cart. You know, you, upset the apple cart. We should stop. We, we should stop selling arms. Yes, to them yes, we should. We should stop selling okay, arms so to so people the, who are murderers because murderers shouldn't so have so arms. Gonna, and if so this so prince so gets gonna, overthrown as a result of it, arms. so be it. So be it. Oh, he's not an American. He's got nothing. He does have something to do with America. He's a permanent resident. He worked for an American corporation. And he was a reporter. And he was lured in to an embassy. 
and chopped up. And we're supposed to go give arms, sell arms to that country? No, 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 no. Turn over the murderers, including the crown prince. Put them into exile. And then we'll deal with you, Saudi Arabia. All right, 631-451-1039 is my number. I'll be taking your calls on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show. And I'll be right back. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Welcome back to the Tarot Hour with Long Island Tarot reader, Bonnie Michelle. Got a question for Bonnie? Call her right now, 631-451-1039. That's 631-451-1039. And now, back to Long Island Tarot reader, Bonnie Michelle. Hi, and we are back live in the studio. If you have a question, if you have a feeling of uh, any kind of superstition that you want to share with us, give us a call, 631-451-1039. And of course, you can find me on Facebook, Bonnie's Tarot Card Readings and Parties, for all of your private events and parties and Halloween and New Year's. All the good stuff. All the, all the good events coming up. You know, I can be there. And, I'll tell you uh, what, you really do change the atmosphere of a party, though. It's so much fun, you know, having you at a party and, uh, you know, find yeah. a couple, couple cool things out of quarks or whatever you want to, you know, just have answered or some reassurances you might want to have, especially around this time of year. Yeah, you, it's, it's with, fun. the interesting thing part that I find in every event that I work is I'll be sitting there uh, waiting for my first client to read and but people don't realize at first that I'm there right okay exactly. so I'm waiting like, for that first where's the I'm waiting for that first right I'm waiting waiting for that first person but as soon as that first person comes forget about it the line for the next three hours is constant yeah, and yep. uh, are you having a little? Uh, yeah, my mic's all messed up. It's all right. Okay. Uh, there, oh, there, there we go. There is. Okay, a, a little technical uh, <laughs> thing going always. on over there. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, that always happens for the next three, four hours. Not a break Can in sight. Read? No, hundred percent. And um, because now, once they know I'm there, yeah, everyone wants. Everyone that, that's it. Exactly. They, there's the line for the next several hours. You know, speaking of, yeah, go for it. Speaking of people that really want to speak to you, we got a caller. All right. Okay. All right. We got Krista out of Georgia. Okay. Georgia Peach. Hello, Krista. Krista? You're on the air. Hi, Krista. How are you? Hi. I'm good. Oh, it's nice to hear your voice. Thanks for calling in. Yes, I was just curious to see what the cards are saying. Like, if I'm pregnant now, if it's going to be before the end of the year. I gotcha. I understand your question, you know? Yeah. Let me take a quick look for you and see what's going on, okay? Okay. Oh, you got a jumper card. You got the Wheel of Fortune that literally jumped out of the cards that I was shuffling. And that's a very good lucky card, 
Okay. So that means uh-huh. the next couple of months are very lucky for you. Should you try to want to have a baby, uh, mm-hmm. now would probably be a very good time over the next few months. Okay, but that's just the jumper okay. card telling me that. Let me see what else we can pick up here. Pregnancy is always an interesting question, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. that's a very, uh, wow, this is pretty, pretty interesting stuff here. Oh, my goodness. You got the Wheel of Fortune again. You see how I uh, mentioned how sometimes a jumper cards, when they fall out, out of 78 cards in a deck, and that one card that falls out comes out within the 10-card spread. So it's no coincidence. It's, a, it's something very crucial and something that um, they're trying to convey to you. Um, so it's very interesting. It's see, okay. So this is your story, Krista. Okay. Okay. It shows that in the recent past, with the nine of wands, things have been very frustrating for you. Okay. Things have been very hard, very tough. A lot of annoyances, you, a lot of arguments, just things have not gone the way that you wanted to go in the recent past, okay? Now, in the present, I do see the two of you together right now, okay? Because you are on top of him. You're definitely keeping him in check, right? You are. I know you are. Okay. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Okay, I know the path that you're trying to follow. And with the Ten of Wands, don't put the pressure on, please. If this is something that you truly both want, then with the Ten of Wands, if you're going to, that pressure that that you're going to put on yourself to make it happen, then it's not going to happen. Okay, that that's a normal psychological scenario. But with the Ten of Wands here, it's really saying that you're putting on too much pressure. Okay. Now know that with the again, you have the wheel of fortune here, which is the the lucky card. So uh, it's also telling me that with your physical body, with the temperance, it's going to take a little time. So definitely give it within several months. Okay. I don't want you because I don't feel it now. Okay. You question it with the judgment. You do. You question the scenario and the stability of your home life. With that in the back of your mind, adds the pressure that you're putting on yourself, okay? Because all of these factors are coming into play. So you got to do what's right for you. But with the Wheel of Fortune, it says that luck is with you. So if you take away that factor of the stress and feeling of concern of the future of your marriage, then most likely things will happen naturally. But if you continue to put that pressure on yourself, then the chances are the temperance, which is going to, it's going to take a longer thing, you know, to happen. Mm -hmm. So I want you to keep that in the back of your mind. Okay. Okay. Okay, Krista. Well, thank you so much for calling in. You know how to reach me. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Good luck, my dear. So are there cards that would like um, show pregnancy or make you think of pregnancy or yes. are there specific cards that do that? 
Well, there's definitely the Empress, which is okay. the mother card. Okay. And to me, whenever I receive an ace, because aces to me mean birth. Birth. Creation. Okay. Right, okay. Okay. And it could also tell me whether or not it's a fe- uh, male or female. So a, so a lot of people will ask me, am I going to have a boy or going to have a girl? Right, okay. And if I get the ace of pentacles, I feel that's more masculine. Okay. So that would tell me it would be a boy. And what would the female? And that would be like a, the ace of cups. Okay? okay? That is more emotional, more sensitive, more caring. Not to say that a boy wouldn't be, but right. I tend to feel that that is more of a girl baby. Right, right. So Because a lot of people do ask me that. And um, and then I'll get a call back and, and they'll tell me. Oh, sure. So when, so when people are asking you questions, mm-hmm. via phone or via in person, is there a, do you think that there's a difference or do people think that there's a difference between whether they call and ask a question or whether they're doing it in person? Actually, to me, it's the same. The only difference is that they can't actually physically see the card. However, I'd like in the near future to change that. In other words, if someone wants a phone reading uh, and they have an iPhone and they have FaceTime, I would like to try to do a FaceTime reading so that way they can actually see the cards as I'm talking to them. Now, a lot of times I go on Facebook and I do, once in a while, I go on live so people can ask me questions. I try to run a few contests. You can sometimes win a free reading. You never know what you're going to win. But uh, I do put it out there every now and then, so it's very exciting. And um, But to me, it's the same. The energy is the same. I pick up the feeling. Um, so whether it's a phone, email, in person, I try to give the same energy, the same purpose, the same experience. So they're getting the same reading regardless of their their in person or on the phone. They're, they're getting the same the same. Thing they're they're getting the same thing, but I know a it's lot of people. For them to see it though. It is a lot of people like to see the physical card. The, you know what manifests oh, in front absolutely. of them. You know, so it doesn't they affect the reading. It's just better for them to correct. be a part of it. Cool. Correct, correct. You know? Yeah. So I definitely want to bring up another superstition. Okay. Which is to catch during your psychic ability. Oh, that can't 100%. Be. No way. Get out of no here. Way. No way. I think, they, not, I think they enhance let me, it. Do you not like cats? <laughs> oh, I don't like cats at all. Oh, no wonder he <laughs> uh, answered that. Because do you have a fear of black cats? No, I just I'm allergic. So. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's a whole different allergic, story. They literally kill me. So. <laughs> but, I mean, we no, have we, a we black just, cat. We now know Mike's kryptonite. We have a black cat. <laughs> okay. And we love him to pieces. Oh, yeah, he's great. You know, and especially during Halloween, it's very important to know that, you know, yeah. people hurt black cats, and I and I beg you, please do, do really? not. They yes, do. they yeah. do. Keep them inside. You know, you know don't let keep, your cats keep, out. Keep your cats inside. A whole week before Halloween. You know, actually. I mean, it's very sad of what people do, unfortunately, but we love cats. We are a cat. I mean, we love animals. Absolutely. We love, but we have three cats. Yeah, but no. cats do not drain your psychic ability, whether you have one, two, five, or six. What about full moons? What's up with what's oh, full, moons? full yeah. moons? That's a good one. That like, people I, actually get crazier because there's a full moon out. Or? I always thought so, but is there anything connected to that? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> See, I've always thought because I mean, they always say with the, the moon and the gravity pulling water, <laughs> right. that does work. That you know, does so happen. It, it, makes, it does. It's definitely emotional. 
moody, I, you make moody things. I happen. do. I follow the phases of the moon sometimes. Right. You know, whether it's full or waning or right. waxing, you, because it's so. If it's waxing, that's when you try to start new things. Right. Okay. You know, because you're you're going towards a full moon where things are complete. Do people call you more different different phases? Do you do you notice that at all? That maybe calls pick up when it's a full moon or. I, you it's know that I've, I've never noticed that, but that's a good thing to check. Yeah, it's you know, to look into. It's definitely uh, an interesting. Want to take another call? Know? Sure. Okay, we got Susan from Ronkonkoma. Hi, Susan. Hey, Susan. How are you? Okay. Thank you so much for calling uh, in. What, thank you. So, what is your question this evening? I just want to know if my husband is around. Okay. What's his first name? Ralph? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes wait for a sign. I feel like you're waiting for something. Like, do yeah. you, do you, you like, you kind of, and, but let me tell you something. I, I see all the love cards here. Okay. I mean, I get the six of cups, which is memories, two of cups, which is intense love. I feel the wheel of fortune. In other words, in a general sense, to answer your question, um, because I get so much going on here, and I'm looking at it from his perspective, actually, instead of yours, because I wanted to pick up his energy and to see what feelings I get from him. And it, it, he feels from you that you're waiting, you know, from some kind of sign from him, um, and that he's trying very hard, but he wants to acknowledge with the Two of Cups that the love is still there. That has not gone away, okay? The memories will always be there with the Six of Cups that's always feeling that connection. So that will always be there. Sometimes I feel the obstacle is that maybe you not you kind of feel like the more time goes, the, the less connection or that you feel less. But the reality is he's he doesn't want you to feel that because he wants you to know how much those feelings are still there, you know? And um, are there kids? I mean, mm-hmm. did you have children? Yeah. or Because he's acknowledged... Because I, I feel like they're, he's watching over... When I, again, when I see the Ace of Wands, which is a, a child or children, then I feel like, you know, he's around them as well. Okay? Okay. Um, I, you know, this is going to be a very strange thing for me to say, but, I, you know, but are, are you hesitant to, like, meet other people or anything like that? 
Yeah, I really don't want to go out or anything. Right, you don't want to go out or anything, right? That's because because mm-hmm. your heart is not in it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now the reason why I asked you that is because he he himself is showing me that there's a fear there on you. Okay. In other words, he's placing the cards in the fear position of you branching out or of you meeting other people that he feels he doesn't want you to have that fear. And that's why I brought that up. I just wanted to pass that information to you. He doesn't want you to be fearful of that. He goes, nothing will be the same as the connection that you had with him because the love is still strong, but please don't be fearful of meeting other people. Okay. Yeah. So I just, but just know that his love is still around you very much so. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for for calling in. And I hope that gave you some insights. All right. Thank you, Bonnie. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you guys for calling in. Oh my gosh. And we are talking about upcoming Halloween. Oh yeah. What's the matter? None. Nothing? I, I see a confused look on Ken's face. Oh, nothing. Isn't there always a confused, confused look on his confused. face? You're always confused? Oh, wait. I'm just always confused looking. I was saying, I was, I was going to say before. <laughs> oh, your mic is... is uh... Uh-oh. Yep, we can't hear you. Can you hear me now? All right. Yeah, yeah okay. I can hear you now. Um, if people can't you know, get a hold of you for this holiday party, they can always go and buy your, buy your soap. That you know, is your, true. Oh, buy these bubble bars. That, that's make true. Make a great stocking stuffer, so it's always right around the corner. You're right. I'm right around the making corner. such cool soaps these days. Yeah. Hey, you got to start early with this stuff, yeah. Bonnie. start early. Bonnie's Bubble Bars uh-huh. on Facebook, which is really cool. And I make all natural here. soap. They come in different shapes, uh, shapes and sizes, and, and colors, very colors. cool molds and of couples kissing and cats. Do you do like uh, custom orders? So say I want like for Christmas, I, I want, like, do. Uh, so I want like a Santa Claus that smells like peppermint and yes, like yes, other stuff, I do. And, like pine needles. Yep, I do. do that? I do all of that. I mean, I have right. holiday parties coming up where people want for their. Holiday parties, and they ask for a specific color. Exactly. Um, no, be cool. Good idea, actually. Mm-hmm. We'll copyright this one right here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's in a paint parties, you have candle making parties. So, you bring all your molds or whatever it is, and right. you go to someone's house or whatever, and you know, they all make their own candles. You give them different, the different, the, you know, the different aromas or whatever it is to make the soaps. That's that, a brilliant that's idea. True. I like that you idea. Know? It's 5% of my way. <laughs> I, take, I take a little bit, not a lot. I'm not, I'm not greedy. I'm not greedy. Right? But, um, <laughs> all right, that's Mike plugging himself. He's very good, you know. Yeah, well, oh, oh, he's the best. What are you talking? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be here. But I was just thinking about that. That'd be a cool idea. Like, I, would, I would love to go. At 1039, you know, 1039 is the best. Come on. Oh, yeah, it was radio, baby. You know, this, yeah. is, this is great. I mean, where else would I be? Right. So well, how do they reach you again? For they can everything. do for everything. Oh my gosh, nine one seven. I'm not going to say the studio number right now. Okay. It's nine one seven nine zero two eight eight seven three nine one seven nine zero two eight eight seven three. 
Find me on Facebook, Bonnie's Tarot Card Readings and Parties. Tweet me, say hello at Bonnie Tarot. You know, uh, you can email me, nytarot at yahoo.com. I do email readings, phone readings, and in-person readings. I do celebrations of all kinds. I'm actually working a 50th birthday party in a restaurant nice. in November. I'm actually Very working cool. a Sweet 16 this Sunday. That's great. So, so in, a, in a hall in Long Island. Okay. Um, I'm doing a craft farewell. be doing readings and selling the soap in the end of November. Where's that fair at? So, oh my gosh. I'm going to post that. I'm going to post that. I'm going to post that information because check out our Facebook page for all the details. All the details will be on there Um, with the flyer and everything. Mm -hmm. It's 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 great. Right before the holidays, they're going to have a lot of things and the soaps are going to be. They'll be tailored for Christmas and Hanukkah and everything. So it's going to be very, very cool. cool. And I'll be there with Ken and I'll be doing readings um, as well. So it's, I think it's just going to be a Sunday, just a Sunday Sunday in November. So all that information is going to be on my page, Bonnie's Tarot Card Readings and Parties. Mm -hmm. I can't believe we only have a minute left to go. If you guys did not get through to the studio, I will be back next Monday. Yes, you will. You can contact me privately at 917-902-8873. 917-902-8873. Bonnie's Tarot Card Readings and Parties. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching on Facebook. Thank you, Mike, for being my engineer. Thank, Thank you, you, you Ken, for being my host. I love reading for people. It gives me pleasure if I can give some insight to you guys. It doesn't matter what kind of question you have. I am here to answer your questions. It doesn't matter. Small, large. I am here for you. Don't be afraid of black cats. That's right. Have a good night, everybody, and see you next week. Don't like what you hear? Grow a pair. Pick up the phone and try to tell him why he's wrong. The Chris Hahn Show. All right. I am back and I am live. I'll take your calls at the bottom of the hour at 631-451-1039. At Christopher Hahn on Twitter if you want to tweet at me. Christopher Hahn, uh, Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram and Chris Hahn NY on Facebook. Uh, don't forget to catch me tomorrow night on Tucker Carlson at 8 o'clock. And then on Saturday night, I'll be on my regular spot at Justice with Judge Janine, with Janine Pirro on the Fox News channel at uh, 9.30. Follow me on Twitter uh, for all the Chris Hahn uh, info. And I'm going to be posting up my new uh, podcast address a little later on. But join me right now, good friend of the show, good friend of mine, one of the funniest comedians I know. Uh, Joe Tex is the creative director uh, or what are you? The creative director of Face Off Unlimited. And uh, and this week on Monday, uh, they will be celebrating the 1,000th show of Batsu, something I've been in a couple of times. Joe Tex just back from Canada, and he's got a tale to tell. Joe, welcome to the Chris Hahn Show. Hey, Chris Hahn. It's good to be back on the show. Thanks for having me, man. It's great. Uh, great to have you. I, I understand you were kicked out of your apartment because the baby was sleeping, so you're out in the cold. Yeah, I tried to tell him. You know, he's one now, and I tried to reason with him. I was like, look, Daddy's got to do a radio spot. You have to stay up. But no, he went to sleep, and so my wife kicked me out of the house, and I, am, I, I just tweeted a picture 
uh, of me outside on doing your show live. I nice. just did it right as I was coming on. Nice. So, Joe, I've known you for about 15 years, maybe 16 years now. And uh, mm-hmm. one thing I always knew about you is that you, you like yourself some marijuana once in a while. That's and, right. You know, I've never been a big drinker. No, I've, you're not I've a drinker really never at all. Been my thing. You're not a drinker. Yeah. At all. In fact, when I do my argument about legalizing weed, I often use you as an example. I say, wow. you know, I've been around people who have drank, and I've been around people who smoke weed, and and the people who drink sometimes want to punch me in the face, and the people who smoke <laughs> weed, they might give you an uncomfortable hug, but uh, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> yeah, those are very both very accurate uh, as far as uh, what you know. Alcohol can definitely get some people a little punchy. Yeah, uh, you know, I believe uh, very strongly that uh, you know. Obviously, I smoke, and I have most of my adult life, except for maybe the four years I was in the Marine Corps. But, uh, you know, I believe as long as you get your stuff done, you know, as long as you stay motivated and stay hungry, and that's a, that's a pun intended. Right. <laughs> you, you know, you can, you, you know, get, you, you know, get your stuff done. And if you enjoy a glass of wine at the end of a hard day's work, it's no different to me. Uh, that's the way I, I see it. And, and Joe, I yeah. have been a supporter of legalized marijuana my whole life. I don't smoke pot. I don't drink. Right. I've tried to get I, you to. I, you I, yeah, I don't. I just don't do it. And and yeah. I, I don't like to be out of control. That's why I don't drink and I don't smoke pot. Uh, and and um, But, you know, I, I remember when my cousin was dying. My cousin died a couple of years ago. And I remember my cousin I do. was at my house. And she's from New Jersey where they had medical marijuana. She came to my house and she wanted to get high because frankly, she was in a lot of pain and her doctor had prescribed that for her and it wasn't legal in New York at the time. And she went out to her car, her her mother's car to do it because, you know, I, you know, New York, it's illegal and uh, look, it's horrible. And, and frankly, it's horrible that so many people of color are, are, are having their lives ruined because they get stopped a little bit of weed yet. You could drink all you want in this country. So, for, well, you know, there's hope, Chris, for America. I believe, and as far as this issue, I know yeah, that it's coming. We just covered an hour and a half of all other issues where there's not so much feeling right, of hope right, right. for America right now. But when it comes to this issue, I do believe it's uh, not. Uh, it's not you know if it's when. Yeah, uh, it's it coming. It will also be legally. It's coming. It's coming. Um, it, it has I, to be coming because it's stupid. As you alluded to, as you alluded to, I happen to be in the Great White North on. Legalization day. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it either. I found out. I, I landed the day before. Um, on, I guess that was what Tuesday. And on the drive from the airport to the thing, I the cab. The cab he's like, "And hey, yeah, looking forward to tomorrow, huh?" I was like, "What? Well, you know, the Blue Jays play? I thought they were out. Like, what's, what's going on?" Right. He's like, "It's legalization day," and I was like, "I'm sorry, say that again." And uh, it's sure enough, yesterday was the day, which is funny because I've been to Toronto twice now in my life. The first time was right after they just passed the bill that went into effect yesterday. So wow. my two trips seemed to coincide with those two It's events. like the universe knew you were coming. You know, it's like, it's like they wanted me to come. It's like, I had it's, to go. it's like the universe said, you know, Joe's a good guy. He's a good family man. He's got a business where he really tries to take care of his employees. He's funny. He makes a lot of people's lives better. He just likes a little weed. You know what? Let's give him a gig in Toronto, Canada on the day that we legalize it. So I did. I, and I booked the gig uh, on that same gig uh, amongst a couple other people. 
uh, was Jay Painter, who is the artistic director of Face Off Limited. I am the COO, oh. operations director, that kind of deal. Got it. I run the thing. He's the genius behind the creativity. But and Jay, by the way, is a there. genius, and he also likes to in- oh, yeah. indulge in in the marijuana. <laughs> right. So the yeah. other members of our uh, our team, the, the the gig that we did, they all had really super early flights. But Jay and I, coincidentally, not knowing that it was. You know, we day that there. We picked later in the late afternoon, evening flights because we wanted to enjoy the day, uh, and so we did. So we uh, yeah, I bet after a nice <laughs> after a nice big breakfast, we <laughs> took an Uber down to the dispensary that we it was called Best Buds with <laughs> a Z, and uh, we walked right on in, and uh, you just checked your ID to make sure you're eighteen. And uh, went right up to the counter, and I, you know, he's like, "What'd you like? You know, some indigo, some kibbles, some edibles." And, you know, actually, no, I take them back. The edibles weren't ready yet. Um, but I said, "Let me get some of the sativa. What do you got?" And he listed a long list, and we selected uh, some green crack. It was called <laughs> the name of the the bud, green crack, which is ironic. I know this is only going to be to the four or five listeners who are stoners, but uh, <laughs> sativa is meant to be more of like a perky high rather than the indica which is that puts you in the bottom of the couch you're done for the night right and so i prefer the sativa because i you know i have to work pretty much all day all night and uh you know so it's called green crack though which is just an ironic name yeah so it's like a perky sativa that makes you wild so we had about four hours and i said to the guy well we should get one or two grams and he's like well this is Saturday. you want to get two and I was like, all right, let's get two. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's $24 Canadian, which I think is like $17, $16 wow. American. Right? How much right would that there, have cost in the, uh, in the black market, so to speak? Uh, probably about $30 worth is what it would have been. Got you know, it. About 30 bucks. So we bought a pack of rolling papers, and I said to the guy, so what's the deal? Like, I can just smoke this outside? And he's like, anywhere where you can smoke a cigarette. So not around schools, the obvious places, but right. yeah, anywhere. So we, we rolled, we went to, uh, we walked to the first cafe, which was a French little bistro. It was beautiful. Had some great food. I had the croque monsieur. And uh, Jay had some pastries. And right on the table, we broke up all of the weed right on the table in front of everybody. People were kind of looking because this is the first day. They yeah. seen this before. And right there at the table, we rolled four fatties. Like we were back in college. Like this was old Friday night face off on Long Island circa 2004, 2004 days, you know, like old school. Let's roll them before Chris gets here. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much. Hurry up, hurry up. So then, boom, we went outside and right on the street, we lit that first one and shared it. It was wonderful. You know, we walked by a cop and we both got really nervous and then laughed. The cop said, good morning, eh? He just kind of looked and kind of nodded. You know, he didn't, he didn't portray. I thought he was like, belie a little more of, of how he felt, but I couldn't get a good read on him. Well, Maybe I'm sure the cops scared. smoke weed too. Well, I don't know. This is the first day. I don't know a lot you of know, cops you, in the United States that don't smoke weed. And that's uh, a good point. And, and, good and point. it's not legal here. So I would imagine in Canada where it's now legal, uh, most of the cops smoke weed. Uh, well, uh, then he was probably thinking, oh yeah, when I get my break, I'm going to hit the store. And by the way, when I think and of a Canadian cop, I think of a Mountie with boots and a big broad hat. In a horse. Yeah, I a horse. Horses last right, time. right. I think it was too cold for those guys this time. I didn't see him. 
Um, but so then, yeah, we took a streetcar down to like the Times Square area and we both lit one each. So we've already finished one together. Right. Now, now we lit one each and just walked around like smoking cigarettes in the, in Paris or something, you know, <laughs> hand out, not hiding it, you know, flashing, sashaying down the street with it. Right. And, right. You know, yeah, it was like an old Chappelle show sketch. It was like, way to go, brother. Hey, yeah, happy weed day, man. Like, everybody was like, I want to high-five us and everything. And, so I, I, uh, my first question for you is this. Uh-huh. You walk into this weed store. There's no line? Yeah, there was a line. There was a... Um, oh, it was out... We were outside when we first started. Then you go inside, and there was like, you know, a, a whole, like... Uh, like, you know, a room where there was probably like 15 people in line there. And then it's one out, one in. So every time someone came out, one person could go in. And when you finally got in, it's like a counter. And it was, it was dimly lit, which is weird. Yeah. You know, you think it would be nice and bright, but yeah. no, it was dimly lit. And there was like a, a Canadian reggae. I assume it was Canadian. I guess it could have been reggae from anywhere. What were they singing about? Uh, uh, maple maple syrup and a reggae tone? Yeah. Yeah, mom. I pour the syrup, syrup on my pancake. <laughs> I pour yeah, my man, syrup on my pancake, baby. <laughs> Canada. Great. Oh, Let's oh. play ice hockey. <laughs> so. <laughs> it was a great song. I bought it. I immediately downloaded it. It was great. Nice. Uh, yeah, man. It was a nice line of people. The guy was very knowledgeable and pleasant, and uh, it was a positive experience. We had one. We had one fully rolled fat boy left over, and we met a. Uh, Oh, a guy down on his luck who had spent the day at the rally. There was a big rally, pro rally, where everybody was smoking and playing bongos right, right. and dancing. And he was kind of sitting down, you know, looking for some help on the street. So we, uh, we that's the kind of help we were able to give. He gave him so a we gave him, we gave him our last big joint we rolled and, and a lighter to go with it because we can't take the lighter on board either. Wow. And, uh, yeah, man, and then we went back to the airport just about as stoned as you'd ever want to think about going through a customs line. But, I can't imagine. Uh, <laughs> and it's like a 45-minute flight, right? I mean, it's not even a long flight. Up and down. Yeah. Up and down. Yeah. It was definitely longer to get through customs than it was to fly to New York City. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. But, you know, it's crazy, Chris. I know this isn't weed-related, but I was really stoned, and this happened. Um, in line, me and Jay got separated on my customs thing, there was an X. On his, there was not. He got to go to the left where there was no line. He was like second line, and he was through customs within three to five minutes. Wow. I got sent to the main line that had about 50 people. You know how it snakes? It was snaking about six, seven levels back where I was, and like 15, 20 minutes, it didn't move. Wow. And I started saying, I'm going to miss my flight. Wow. So I'm trying to beg and plead with this custom security agents, and they're like, there's nothing we can do. You've got the X. You know, it's like the Black Plague. I got it. I got it. Wow. I can do. I have it. So this woman behind me, she says, when does your flight board? I was like, it's boarding now. I'm leaving in 30 minutes. She said, you better cut this line. This is Canada. They'll let you do it. Just ask. And I was like, and now I see, I saw my moment because she was loud. I, I, so I got loud too. And I was like, I couldn't do that. There's so many people here. It would be like a movie scene, and there's no way I could expect all of these people to unite and allow me, one passenger, to make a flight that's leaving in 30 minutes. It's already boarding. And the guy in front of me was like, uh, you can go ahead of me. And the woman behind me was like, I'm on that same flight. And she's like, the two of you, let these two people through. 
and the whole line started shifting to the side. Wow. And I was like, thank you. Oh, my God, I can't believe you're doing That's this. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. And I got all the way to the front, about five people from the front. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, end here, buddy. I'm on the same flight. Relax. Nice. And so, uh, <laughs> I, but I... I never would have made the flight otherwise. So Joe Tex, by the way, uh, I'm talking to Joe Tex. He's Joe Tex online on Twitter, at Joe Tex online on Twitter. Uh, I think that's also your Instagram and Facebook because you do it right. Uh, and, and my website. And I got everything branded in one place. I'm ChristopherHahn.com. I'm at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. And then everything else goes to hack. Um, Joe is, is, as he said, the chief operating officer of a group called Face Off Unlimited, a group that I am a part of. Uh, and... Uh, and Joe has been doing a show down on St. Mark's Place for, what is it, five years now? Eight. Eight, Eight years. years. It's Batsu, and Monday night will mark its 1,000th show. Joe, I mean, uh, let's talk about this for in the time we have left here. I mean, let's talk about the evolution of Batsu and, and what it feels like to be a part of something that's done that many shows. Well, it's wild because um, our company, Face Off Unlimited, started you know about a year before Batsu, but you know we were still in the infancy of a company at that time, and we created the show in the basement of a sushi place, a, a Pan Asian place down in the East Village, as you said, and you know we created the show for the space because the owner of the place was just this remarkable, eccentric Chinese guy named Mr. Joe Yip who to this day is, is like family to us. He's a huge benefactor of the show, and he was a great guy during your wedding. Uh, we went out to dinner with Joe Yip. Yeah. What a great guy. Yeah, he, uh, he's, he's a, a true gentleman, and he would say, don't worry about the money. Have fun. The money will come. And we, we did one show a week on Monday nights for the first, like, four years. Wow. And we didn't have any money to advertise, you know, and it was the same guys every week, same cast, you know, the small cast, just show after show after yep, show. Yep. But we killed it. We crushed it. We worked hard. We were dedicated. And every show got better and better. And we never let up. And then we expanded to two shows, three shows, four shows. Now, in 2018 here, we're celebrating 1,000. We run every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Wow. And so. And you're in Monday, other cities. You're in Chicago. You're thinking about being in right. other countries at this point. It's crazy. Yeah, man. 2019 should be a, 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 it's an ambitious year that we're laying out ahead of us. And it's scary and it's, it's exciting. But we're going to go for it next year. We've got some things laying down and. We're pretty excited about the possibilities for 2019, and as my lawyer, you'll be uh, yeah. you'll be hearing from me. I can't wait! <laughs> I can't wait! And you know, you've got a lot of things going on even now. I mean, you guys just uh, launched this virtual reality version of the show. Yes, yeah, we partnered with Oculus. You know, Oculus Rift and Oculus Go, which is uh, Facebook just paid two billion for. We signed a deal with these guys and an app developer named NextVR. NextVR specializes in live entertainment, like mostly sports. So they do boxing, uh, MMA. They do. They just signed a deal with uh, NBA. Every night during the NBA season, you can watch a game live, center like uh, courtside. Wow! Like virtual reality. Like yeah, yeah, for free. It's a free app. Uh, all you got to do is have the Oculus uh, Go or Oculus Rift. And so we signed a deal with them, and they came, and they set up their virtual reality cameras, and we did a show uh, just a few weeks ago. We did this show, 
and it broadcasts a lot around the world live in virtual reality. Wow. And the crazy part That's is, insane. I haven't told you this, I'm about to go home after this call when I'm allowed back in if once the baby's asleep and I got a private link to watch it full, unedited, and I cannot wait to see myself right in front of myself. Ah. I don't know. Good thing you're not in Canada tonight. That's all I have to say about that. Because I don't know how you'd <laughs> yes, handle that. Sir. That would be like that would be like I going back in time or something. You'd be like, oh my god, pretty trippy, right? You'd be like oh, time cop. You, you better uh, not touch yourself. It's uh, it's it's sweet that you think that I need to be in Canada to be in that state of mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean New York City is probably just as bad. It's probably I don't I don't know if you heard the coffin as I came on in. Yeah, I did, and and you know I, I I was saying I know you guys are looking for a new theater, and I was actually in the neighborhood, uh, in the city a couple of weeks ago, and it seemed a lot like Canada down there. <laughs> so yeah, man, it's spreading. It's spreading. It's spreading. But again. Don't don't smoke unless you can get your stuff done. If you can't get on top of it, if you can't use it recreationally, that's why they call it recreational and not addictive. Well, you or, know, I have said this know? before. People say, well, it's a gateway drug. It's a gateway drug. I, it's a gateway drug because you got to buy it from a drug dealer. When you're buying it at 7-Eleven, it's a gateway to a Slurpee. Give me a break. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, all these people, like they, they watched some movies in the 40s, Reefer Madness, and they thought everybody was going to die from this stuff. Oh, and, well, and, and really, whole, it, you know that. That was a whole big government uh, thing that was done intentionally. Yeah. You know? It was also racist. Yeah. And it was also a thing that, you know, look, yeah. the, the alcohol industry didn't want competition. It's nonsense. It needs to be legalized yeah. and it can be helpful to a lot of people. All right, Joe, I got about a minute left with you. What do you want to plug? I want you to come see Batsu, the live Japanese game show, either in New York City or in Chicago next week. I want you to come and experience the show as we celebrate 1,000 shows of mousetraps, paintball markers, and giant chickens smashing eggs on heads. Nice. Come party with us and experience it for yourself. BatsuLive.com. There you go. BatsuLive.com. F-O-U. F-O-U Studios. Uh, where you can find my podcast sometimes, FOU Studios. You could also find, uh, uh, what's that new show that I'm going to be on? The Christopher Hahn Show, right on iTunes. That, the Chris Hahn Show. The Chris Hahn Show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the talking Chris about Thanking Show. You, Season 1. I'm on that. I think it premieres <laughs> next week. So That's right. It's coming up. All right, uh, Joe. In, Joe you're Episode 2. There you go. Joe Tex, it's always great to have you on. I'll be taking your calls. Other side of this break at 631 451 1039. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show, and I'll be right back. Can't ignore the truth forever, so listen up. The Chris Hahn Show. Hey. Yeah. Voice. Yeah. All right, I'm back. I'm live, and I'll be taking your calls at 631-451-1039. If you want to be part of the national conversation, last chance to give me a call tonight, 631 451 1039 at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, Chris Hahn NY on Facebook, and Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram, ChristopherHahn.com. Uh, links to all of those things. So 
the one place where you can get all your Chris Hahn uh, uh, devices is ChristopherHahn.com, my website for the past 10 years that, uh, you know, is getting a lot of use lately. So uh, check it out. Podcast will drop tomorrow. If you missed a minute of the Chris Hahn show, you can listen to it tomorrow uh, at any one of those places I just mentioned, and I'll be tweeting it and doing all that other stuff. 631-451-1039. Don't forget to catch me on uh, the Tucker Carlson show tomorrow night at 8. Judge Jeanine Pirro at 9.30 on Saturday. I'll be on Laura Ingram at some point next week, too, and a bunch of other shows. Check me out on uh, my social media uh, to to find out when and where, uh, and I'll let you know. But 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of the national conversation. Look, I'm really proud of Canada. I think uh, that legalizing marijuana is important. Uh, And and look, like I said, I don't smoke it. I've tried tried it twice when I was in college, and it just made me cough. So I didn't understand the whole thing. I I don't drink. I don't do any of this stuff. Uh, my, my, My biggest vice is ice cream. And I've been avoiding that lately, too, because I don't want to be fat anymore. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's important that we understand that in America, there have been tens, if not hundreds of thousands of lives ruined because they were arrested for possessing a minor amount of marijuana. They, uh, they were punished particularly African-American males and, uh, Latino males, who have been punished and have had their lives ruined, not been able to get into college or get a government job, maybe even get any job, because they were once arrested for marijuana possession. And uh, I'm sorry, if you think marijuana is worse than cigarettes or, um, or alcohol, it's not. It's not heroin. Okay? And, and I get the, the restriction on heroin. I get that other thing. But, you know, and, and more severe drugs. I, I think we all can agree that we need to do everything to avoid it. And I think the way you help avoid it is you, uh, you make this drug, which everybody, everybody, I'm sorry, there are some unreasonable people out there, but, but most reasonable people understand that marijuana is not heroin and it is not worse than alcohol. Every reasonable person can agree on that. Like I said, lots of cops smoking pot now. Lots of people smoking pot that you wouldn't even expect. The the problem with pot and the reason why, in addition to what I just said about arrests and people's lives being ruined, is it is a gateway drug when you have to buy it from a drug dealer who wants to upsell you to other things where he makes a bigger profit and it makes you more addicted. That's where pot becomes a problem. And if you take that underworld element away from marijuana, you remove that. Fewer people get addicted to cocaine and heroin. Not saying that it'll stop it, because it won't. But it'll make it harder for people to access it, because there'll be fewer people selling it. Because clearly the profit margin for these drug dealers is, is pot. I mean, you know, you've got you know, a lot of people buying pot. It's, it's a bestseller. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when you're buying it at 7-Eleven or, you know, whatever is, you know, whatever they come up with, a dispensary, it's going to be very different than buying it from a drug dealer. And it makes it safer because you'll know what you're getting. It'll be regulated. You'll tax it. So you'll help fund the enforcement of the product and the enforcement of other drug laws 
tax money instead of money going to the underworld to fund drugs and gangs. You know, all these Republicans who say they hate MS-13, well, you know, they're making some money selling drugs, right? Let's take away one of the drugs they sell. Let's close that market. Let's legalize marijuana everywhere in this country. It's time. It's only fair. It's only right. Anyway, I want to know what you think, America. You could tweet me at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. You could call me right now if you're listening to this live at 631-451-1039 and be part of the national conversation because this is something that we need to talk about as a country. And I think we have been talking about it. You see states like California and Colorado and Seattle and Massachusetts. They're all starting that movement. New Jersey, they're starting the movement towards uh, legalized marijuana. And I think that's a great thing. I think that there's going to be far fewer, there's going to be, uh, you know, far fewer people going to jail for stupid things when you legalize that. And that's the way I feel. Too many lives ruined for these minor nonviolent drug offenses. And that has got to stop. We're warehousing people. We're ruining lives. We're making people nonproductive in this country. We're, we're taking away their civil rights in states like Florida where you can't even vote if you've been picked up on a marijuana charge. I mean, that's not right. That needs to be addressed. But let's, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's pivot on that, if we will. Let's talk about the midterm elections coming up, and let's talk about Let's talk about the right to vote, which has been under attack in this country by the right forever. I mean, forever. Uh, And and the right used to be Democrats, and now the right seems to be Republicans. But in places like Florida, where they have on the ballot right now uh, a measure to restore felons' rights to vote after they get out of prison, after they've paid their debt to society... I mean, right now, if you're a felon and, um, you know, you, you do five years for your felony, you could be, you could have your civil rights removed for the rest of your life. It could be another 55, 60 years. You just don't get to vote unless the governor allows you to. It's a law that was put in place uh, right after the Civil War. I wonder why. wonder who they were trying to keep from voting. Um, right after the Civil War to take away uh, the rights of mostly blacks who were convicted of felonies. And the governor, of course, can waive that. If a good old boy gets arrested for something. And in Florida, uh, you know, it is disproportionately impacting African-American voters. So they say there's over 1.5 million uh, adults in, in Florida whose civil rights have been taken away because of a felony, and they're not allowed to vote in Florida. In a state that decides regularly decides presidential elections by a couple thousand votes, 1.5 million people, that would be a big deal. So if that changes in Florida, that will dramatically change national politics. It's on the ballot right now. If it passes, uh, it'll be an amazing thing for Florida. I mean, I don't know how many of those people are going to actually come out and vote. But, uh, you know, it, it is saying to them, you've paid your debt to society. And, uh, and we want you to be a productive member of society. We want you to come back into the fold. And um, so, you know, giving them their civil rights back, restoring their civil rights, makes them more likely to be better citizens and to behave like a better citizen. So I'm hoping that that passes in Florida. But let's talk about, like, these efforts. Like in, in Georgia where uh, the secretary of state who controls elections is also running for governor. 
and he's holding 85,000 85,000 new voter registrations because of a, a thing called exact match, which they put in place to kind of kick people off the voter rolls. So uh, the, uh, the Secretary of State who's running for governor is running against an African-American woman, state senator. And uh, wouldn't you believe it that uh, 75% of these exact match violations that he's holding, they're all African-Americans? Uh, you know, look... The party that is trying to restrict the vote, to take away voter rights, is the party that cannot win if more people vote. And you got to ask yourself the question, why can't they win if more people vote? Because their ideas are fundamentally unpopular. They want to get, get rid of uh, Medicare, which people love. They want to uh, change Social Security and make it harder to get and less money and less valuable to you, which uh, I don't think will go over very well. They want to take away the provision in Obamacare that prohibits insurance companies uh, from uh, discriminating against people with pre-existing conditions. That's what they want to do. In North Dakota, they passed a law to restrict Native Americans' ability to vote by saying they need to have an exact address. Now, if you live on a reservation, you don't have an exact address. You have a post office box, and they're not making it so that the tribes can just apply for those address as a, as a tribe. They're making each individual go through the process. They're making it harder for people to vote for Heidi Heitkamp in North Dakota so that she loses her election because they can't win on the field of ideas. They only win by restricting the vote in some places. In Texas, you need an ID to vote. A student ID is no good. A gun permit is perfectly fine, even though the state of Texas issues both. Now, why is that? Why would they make it okay for a, a, a gun permit to vote and a student ID not okay to vote? Because they know who's applying for the gun permit and how they're going to vote, and they know how the student's going to vote, and they don't want the student to vote. I saw a poll last week that says 39% of millennials are excited about the election and how America and, and, and um, you know, the press was going crazy saying, oh, this is a huge reduction. I'm sorry, America. If 39% of millennials come out and vote, that's a huge turnout for millennials for that 18 to 35 year old range, which usually you get about 20%. So you're telling me that 19% more of them are going to come out and vote in this election in a midterm that would be a huge wave if that happens. But be careful. To my millennial listeners, be careful. Because they are trying to stop you from voting. They don't want you to vote. They want to suppress the vote. They want a lower turnout. Republicans are rooting for low turnout. Because they can't win if the people come out and vote. It's just that simple. We talk about Republican enthusiasms at an all-time high. It doesn't matter. They come out at every election. They're going to come out at this midterm. They'll come out for the president. They'll come out for dog catcher. It's the Democratic enthusiasm you got to watch for. Because liberals and progressives, they like to fall in love with their candidates. And if they're not in love, they don't come out. 
Seems like that's not the case this year. Seems like they're fired up. They're fired up because of Trump. And I'm fired up because of Trump. Most more fired up because of Congress. Because as I said to you before, our founders anticipated a president like Trump who flouted the rules, who flouted tradition, who flouted the law, frankly. What they didn't anticipate was a Congress like this, which would let him run roughshod over him. That is why our democracy is in danger right now. Our democracy is in danger right now because pawns of the president occupy the Congress. And the president, we don't know who he's a pawn of. Doesn't seem to be a pawn of the people, which he should be. So you got to vote. You got to get out and vote. I spent a lot of time talking about Kashobi tonight and American values. And we express those values by voting for people who represent and demonstrate those values. And, you know, I hate this excuse that I hear from people who are rational, reasonable conservatives who say, well, I don't like the way Trump behaves, but I like what he's doing for America. I like that the stock market's up. I like that unemployment's down. And I like those things, too, and the president has nothing to do with it. I like American values. I like projecting those values around the country and around the world. I like a president that doesn't call a woman a horse face. I don't think that's acceptable at all. I don't care that she was a porn star. I don't even understand how a president of the United States is tweeting about a porn star and calling her a horse face, a horse face who he slept with, so... Um, I, I mean, if that's your values, if you think that's okay, will you vote for people that will allow him to continue to behave like this on a daily basis? If you live those values. But if you want a president that behaves like a president that represents the best that America has, you need to vote for a Congress that will keep him in check. It doesn't mean they're going to impeach the guy. I have advocated many times on this show and others, that uh, if the Democrats try to impeach him, it'll be a major overreach, and they will suffer greatly for it. No, but they will put a check on him. Oh, you don't want to investigate Kashobi? We'll investigate Kashobi. Oh, you want to shut down the Mueller report? Uh, we'll figure out a way to do the Mueller report ourselves. Oh, your EPA administrator is uh, is building a bulletproof room in his office and, and traveling with a motorcade as big as the president. Yeah. Maybe we'll shut that down. The secretary of interior is making money on land deals that he's doing for himself. Well, let's look into that. That's what Congress's job is. Congress has to put a check on the president. The president gets a check on Congress. The courts check them both. And they check the courts. It's checks and it's balances. And it's American values that have suffered for the last 20 months that this man has been in office. 
and they are suffering right now in a major way because of his failure to act on what happened in Turkey to Jamal Khashoggi. A reporter for the Washington Post who lived in Virginia, who was sliced up by Saudi Arabia, sliced up. I think one of the values of this country is the right to vote. It is your right as an American. You are born with it. It is a birthright. And there are people around this country that say the hell with that if you don't agree with me. If you're not going to vote the way I want you to vote, I'm going to make it hard for you to vote. I'm going to make you go get an ID that you don't have to vote. I'm going to make you go out of your way to vote. I'm going to make the line so long that you'll have to take a day off from work to vote. I'm going to make sure that if you put an extra hyphen in your name, you won't get to vote. Or maybe an extra space in your address, you won't get to vote. They don't want you to vote. People like that. Because they know you're not voting for them. So do whatever it takes to get in that ballot box this November. And let them know that they can't stop you. That this is your right. This is your birthright. This is what it means to be an American. The right to vote. It is an American value and it is American principle. And I can't think of anything more un-American than trying to disenfranchise your fellow citizen, your brother, your sister, your fellow American, from having that right and exercising that right, exercising that freedom to vote their values, to vote their conscience, because you think that they may not vote the way you want them to vote. So I'm looking around this country right now. I'm looking at Atlanta. I'm looking at Florida. I'm looking at Texas. I'm looking at North Carolina. I'm looking at Georgia. And I'm looking at these restrictive means that they've put on people to try to take away their vote, to take away their franchise. And it's disgusting. It's un-American. And it needs to stop. It needs to be changed. And we need to make sure it's changed. And in November, you have an opportunity, America, wherever you live, to vote for a Congress that will enforce America's right to vote and will stand by that greatest of American traditions and values that you, the American people, choose the people who represent you. They should not be able to choose who gets to vote. All right. I think we've all had enough tonight. It's been a great night. I really do appreciate everybody calling in and watching me on Facebook or Twitter Live. And I got to remind you to seek the truth. Question everything and question everyone, even me, America. Seek the truth. I know it's out there and I know you'll find it if you seek it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening, America. Wish our weekdays away, spend our weekends in bed. We drink ourselves stupid and work ourselves dead and all just because that's what mum and dad said we should do. We should run through the forests, we should swim in the streams, we should laugh, we should cry, we should love, we should...
Chris Hahn Show podcast is recorded live at 103.9 FM in New York at Long Island News Radio. This podcast was sent to Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens, and was edited by Joe Tex. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Peter Hargarden, the senior producer of podcasts here, and on behalf of everyone who worked on the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more about Chris and to find out about his upcoming television appearances, follow him on Twitter at Christopher Hahn and at ChristopherHahn.com. To learn more about FOU, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com.